Welcome to the Passion Harvest podcast audio series. Thank you so much for listening today. I am Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. If you would like to watch this episode, please head over to our Passion Harvest channel on YouTube. We love taking you on a journey to discover your passions. Thanks for listening. Hello, passionate listeners. I'm so excited with our guest today, Chris James Malkaisadek, or CJ for short. This is going to be an awesome episode and a subject that I'm very passionate about. CJ's life is intimately wound together with his experiences of chronic illness. At age 14, he developed fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue, and the next 20 years taught him deeply about full-spectrum healing and the reality of the life force which, which exists inside our body. CJ has worked as a natural therapist, and he is also a professional musician and writer of spiritual science fiction. Chronic illness led CJ or Chris to discovering the energy lines. I'm fascinated about this. I'm so excited, mm-hmm. which helped him heal. The energy lines provided Chris insight into the shift of the ages. This is his story and this is his passion. CJ, welcome to Passion Harvest. Thank you, Louisa. Um, It's great to be here. I'm so excited, but this is going to be, I'm just feeling like it's going to be an awesome episode. But but like sequentially, I think it's always good to sort of start from, from the beginning, sort of, if the beginning, but chronic fatigue and your chronic illness. Would you mind just having, just, you know, giving a background about that to the audience? Yeah, sure. So um, from from a, a very young age, I, I developed a, a chronic illness. It started at 14. And so, um, yeah, and the thing, the phenomenon of having a chronic illness is actually... Um, a remarkably initiating experience in that you you have to you have to let go of cultural conditioning and and what society tells you you should be doing and how you should be and come to terms with what's actually going on in your body and um, yeah so this was a process that began for me at a very young age and um, and what it eventually led to was a, a deep level of acceptance, um, which then led to like the, the full spectrum healing or adopting that as a, a life path. And that's interesting. I mean, I, I hear the term full spectrum healing all the time. Do you mind just explaining what that terminology means? Yeah, well, to me, I, other people might have other definitions, but to me, it's when you, you're looking at um, the physical aspect of your life. Like if I re- reflect on my, uh, from my current circumstances, like the physical aspect is the, uh, the exercise routines I do and the, the stretching and the qigong and things like that. Um, and then there's the, the mental mental side which is about reframing old concepts of of yourself and also of what how reality works and um beliefs you've made about yourself through through trauma and things like that which is which leads to the emotional stuff which is um 
about learning to do, develop balanced emotional relationships, but also a thing that's very important with chronic illnesses is living in a stress-free environment and um, having people around you who are, who are positive. And then as well as that, um, there's the, the spiritual side as well. Um, so, yeah, over time I've ended up growing to adopt all of those different things into being focuses within myself um, because the chronic condition is so deep that the only way to meet it on its own terms, as it were, is to, is to have a multifaceted long-term approach. And would you say that you're healing from it or you have healed or in the, you're in the process of healing? Totally. Um, I'm in the process of healing. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm in a really good place with it at this point in my life because I don't have a, a sense of futility about it or chaos about it. Um, I more have a sense of resolve and clarity with it. and. I'm taking very consistent small steps in a in a positive direction, and um, yeah, that took a long time to you know to be able to um, like I've been really really engaging with it and doing my best to overcome it since I was uh, since for nearly twenty years. But it mm. took until only a few years ago to actually realize. Um, what my strategies were for actually for the recuperation process. Hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Just as you said that, I thought maybe one day you're going to sort of put some sort of plan together to potentially help others in, in similar situations. Yeah. Well, that's already begun. Um, the, oh, I'm one step just, ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. I just put the, I just put those videos out the other day. That was some of the links I sent you. So um, there's videos on YouTube under my name called what is um, what is chronic illness mm -hmm. and I've, I've put five, five videos up of um, yeah of all the things I've learned over the years about it just to share with people that's great and anyone that's listening or watching I'll have all the links in the in the show notes I was yeah. just thinking also about chronic fatigue you don't look sick right so it, it, it's, a, it's a very internal so you're not sick you're not vomiting but at the same time you've got this debilitating condition yeah it's um it, it manifests differently and like at the moment too like i'm feeling particularly good and particularly grounded and you know and i also made sure that i got enough rest and everything um for today but it, it, it's different for everyone where it really hits for me is like as soon as i it's taken so long to learn this but as soon as i start trying to to work um it like my body just gets so stressed and I just, all my muscles get so sore and I just mm. don't have any energy to give. And not only that, the energy I do have gets depleted very fast. As soon as, as soon as stress is put onto me, that's what, that's when it really manifests. So that's why I've ended up in a position still where I, I can't, um, I can't work. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm so happy you're here talking to me today. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good. It's been a, it's going to be a good year. I feel for me, like just starting to slowly share again, and um, 
like I'm in a different phase now to when I wrote that article in Living Now, which was almost 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. So, Incredible article, by the way. I'll put that. I, I'll put that link in as well. So I'm yeah. fascinated to hear about the energy lines. Yeah. So there's there's probably after preamble this with saying there's there's a negative side to this and a positive mm-hmm. and I think the negative side of this uh, comes in in my relationship to them and that's that I haven't since that time since shortly after that time I wrote it I haven't engaged with them much and and used them a whole lot and there there is there is a reason for that. Um, which um, which would I won't go into it all now, but okay. And then the, the positive side is that um, I I do have a continuing relationship with them that never goes away, and also that I have a new new perspective on them that finally gets to connect them and contextualize them in relationship to the ley lines of the earth, because this is. I constantly get contacted about this article in the context of earth ley lines, um, which the energy lines are not, but they are related to. So what's the difference between ley lines and energy lines? There's a huge difference. Um, And one of the simplest ways to, to think about that is just the scale because, because any ley lines, which, Ley lines are the meridian lines of the earth, you know. So uh, are you familiar with the meridians in the body? Yes. So, and I think probably the audience might be familiar with like acupuncture or. Yeah. 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 So in in acupuncture, you've got all these different meridian lines. And so you look at the size of a human compared to the size of um, say New South Wales or Australia, um, the, the earth meridians are vast they're they're huge they're kind of like yeah they're very big and so the and they're earth-centric they're they belong to the earth for the earth they're a part of the earth you know um and the way that the energy flows through it whereas the the energy lines they're they're a part of human to earth interconnectivity and a part of the human story and they're about how that the earth energy which is which is conducted through those ley lines is actually conducted to us so the energy lines are on a much smaller scale Mm. okay I wasn't expecting that answer, but that's very interesting. So (laughs) because, you know, everyone has different terminologies for these things. Yeah, for sure. uh, Okay, I'm just putting this in layman's terms, but the energy lines are almost like little veins that come up from the ley lines that connect to humans on the earth. Yeah, you could say that for sure. Yeah. And a friend of mine who was the person who actually originally introduced this to me. I'm not going to say who they are or anything. It's sure. not the kind of person. But um, they said ley lines are like highways and energy lines are like spider webs. Okay, great way to explain it. So yeah. you connected with the energy lines in order to do some healing on you. Yeah. Full spectrum healing. 
Totally. Well, when back when I was connecting with them around the time of that article, they were remarkably healing. Like you could even, in a way, I was addicted to them. It was like every day. They were just so grounding, so consolidating, so healing. Made me feel things in my body consciousness I'd never felt before. Like just felt so connected to my body, so connected to the earth, so content and happy. Um, you know connected to to the land around me and everything like that so i guess my next question is do you have to go into nature to connect with these energy lines or are all are or are they all around us they're they're absolutely everywhere but you're it's hard to feel them when you're in the domestic context inside a house in a building um it's much easier to feel them outside and then it's much easier again to feel them uh, on rocks because the magnetic, uh, I think I wrote about this in the article, the magnetic uh, currents within the rocks amplifies the inherent magnetism that's there and makes them easier to find. That's so interesting. So when you were, you mentioned you were going on a daily basis, did you go out to some rocks? Yeah, I, at that time I lived on a headland and the, <laughs> I was really lucky, the end of that headland just had all of these rocks, which was right next to the ocean. So, yeah, I used to go there a lot. And, and I, yeah. I'm assuming they were sandstone? No, actually. Oh. This, this area, I'm not, not it's kind of that, uh, I, don't, I don't know much about geology, but it's kind of that brittle, um, brittle rock that, can get quite sharp at times. There's, there's kind of sharp shards and and um, and brittle bits. We have sandstone inland from here, but not not on the coast. Okay. It's kind of grey, a dull grey colour. Like a slate. Yeah, it's like slate. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so you'd go out to these rocks, and can I ask how you connected with the energy lines? Or yeah, sure. Well. I'll say I'll say it for um, practical concerns is the the easiest ones to find are you find you kind of find these places on the earth where it's almost like you're sitting on a seat and like on the coast it's great if you've got um, like there's the solitary islands around here so mm-hmm. you find these places where it feels like you're sitting on a seat and you're looking out at an island and um, you kind of you kind of feel almost like the island's pulling you out. Some people talk about feeling if they're close to the to a cliff or something like they're feeling like they're getting pulled over. But that's that's a, a kind of energy line that's quite easy to find that has the the forward moving uh, energy in it. And um, you can also find places where. Uh, that are similar like that where you're on rocks but you're facing a mountain in the distance like say there's a there's a big beautiful mountain or a sacred kind of place in the area that you know about you might find if you turn around and look at it when you're on the rocks that there's an energy line there so they're the they're the obvious and most easy ones to find and also um, if you go somewhere that's close to the edge of somewhere on rocks you'll find ones that that have a downward energy. So you kind of feel like you're getting 
like almost like you're sitting up the top. Say you're sitting on a, a 10 meter rock shelf mm-hmm. and you met, you're meditating there. Um, you feel like you're also, you're getting pulled down the bottom or almost like you're at the bottom and the top at the same time. That's another common, easy to find one. Mm. And what um, the meditative focus is important. Like if you think that you've, if you feel like you might have found one, what you want to do is meditate and drop into it. And it's like you're dropping in to within yourself and to inside the earth dropping down into the earth and that'll increase the um the the gravity it's exerting on you and make it make it go into you more if you do that so you i mean your technique is sitting down on the rock yeah sure closing closing your eyes but what you mentioned about the um seeing the islands in the distance that were pulling you you're actually doing it with your mind's eye not your physical eye is that um, correct? Or your well, eyes are open? Yeah. In that context, your your eyes are open and what you're looking for is that is the subtle feeling that's that's being exerted towards your body because you're gonna look at that island and feel if you tune into the, the subtlety of what's going on, you'll feel a pull in that direction. Hmm. And so, one, and so once you, you feel that subtle pull, then what you do is close your eyes and meditate deeper into it. And then that will increase the, the flow of the, the energy line in particular and make it um, sink into your body more. It just reminds me, as you said this, and this is, I, I guess the other day I was at the beach, but on the rocks at the beach, and I wasn't meditating. I was actually sitting on the rocks looking, you know, really happy state, beautiful looking at the sunset. And yeah. there were big waves out in front of me. And for a moment, I almost felt that, you know, it was like, duh, 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 duh. but the, <laughs> the waves were going up and down and flowing. And I felt that I was almost at one with the waves. And this only lasted for a couple of seconds, but it was just yeah. such an interconnectedness with my environment. That's it, yeah. So it's it's the the energy lines give you that that sense of union um, with the, with the the land around. They kind of conduct that to you. That's that's what's so good about them. And what I've found, like you might have even been on one the other day. I found with people who are <laughs> people who are uh, inclined as we are into these kind of interests like going on so many bushwalks with people and they they sit down friends of mine they sit straight down on them all the time you go for a bushwalk somewhere you go sit on some rocks and and they're sitting straight on top of the most uh prominent and powerful energy lines in that spot interesting i mean look our our body you know is everything's made up of energy as well so it's natural that we we have the resonance and the awareness of the resonance of energy yeah yeah having that feeling for me i I can only talk about me personally obviously i hadn't spoken to you before (laughs) otherwise i would have thought oh my god i'm connecting with the energy lines but i guess i was invigorated i just i guess i felt good i was 
noticing the beauty and the flowing of the waves, but something just shifted for a moment and I felt that shift. Yeah, sure. It, is, uh, it doesn't have to be a major, oh my God, I'm filled with energy sort of experience. Yeah, yeah, not at all. It's, subtle. Um, yeah, it can be subtle. Like I, I don't know personally whether you were just having a union experience independently, but mm-hmm. in a way, or you were sitting directly on top of one and that was part of what made that happen. But whether or not you're directly sitting on top of, okay, I'll say about, because they called, call them lines, but they're actually points. So okay. sometimes you will find them extending quite long ways along the ground, but you can usually find a particular point and that point will be where it's most potent and that's where you want to place yourself and sit down and, and do your meditation to, to find them. I've got a few questions for you. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I've only heard this with ley lines and the nodes, the energy points, where the energy lines cross, is that where the points are greater? Then they're not, not really like that, these okay. ones, the energy lines. Yeah, they don't, they don't really have a, they're mysterious. They don't, they're not kind of, they don't behave like meridian lines. Mm-hmm. They're more like, they're more like conductors of, of different, they conduct, what they do is they conduct the earth energy that's present in any area into us in the different ways that our biological fields can experience. Mm-hmm. So, um, and my understanding of, of that based on the different ones that, that exist is from Chinese medicine. I'm fortunate that I'm, I'm into that as a hobby and that it has the language which can actually describe what they are. Um, so, for example, when you're looking at that, that island and that there's that energy pulling you out that's actually related in chinese medicine to particularly the organ function of the liver um and what they call the chinese call the wood element very interesting so how do you locate them i guess if I or someone else really, really wants to connect with the energy lines. Yeah, look, and I wish I had, I wish I had a, a simpler, a simple and easy and good answer. But it's, it's like with a lot of this ancient stuff. Like the best thing to do, and people ask me this in relation to this article a lot. They say, mm-hmm. "Oh, is is," people often think I'm a business when they read that article and go, "Oh, can we come and learn from you and, and stuff?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry, I can't." But it would be perfect for me to be able to be there with whoever it was and show them show them um when i'm present with them so that they could find them because that's the the simplest way way to do it and and the easiest and then once that person is confident in that they'll be able to do it and expand within it themselves but i don't at the moment have that opportunity so so you're using your intuition to con- to find all these lines totally it's that it's that part of us it's totally not logical it's totally intuitive and kind of you know spiritual body level um intelligence that that allows us to to find them 
this is just fascinating. I'm going to, I'm going to try this myself. So how yeah. long do you have, there's no have to, but how long did you find that the healing worked quite well or how long do you sit on the? Well, it's variable. Like some of the days back when I was first doing them, you just, you'd sit on, it's, it's like, um, you know, like life is at its core. It's, it's an adaptive process. So it's always different every day. And, um, some days you just sit down on one and excuse me. And it'd be like, there's just, it's just going in and in deeper and deeper and deeper. And you're sitting there for 45 minutes and you just can't believe it. But then other days I'd go and it'd be a very light connection to them Mm -hmm. on that day. So then what I do is I, I get more conceptual about it and go, Oh, well, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, you know, the, the five different core ones today, do a little bit of this one, a little bit of that one, because I want to fill up on it, you know. So it's, um, it's variable. Interesting. Yeah. So once you found, just say that rock, if it was slate, the rock that you used to go to, is, yeah. is it always in the same spot or do the energy lines move? Um, they're, they gen, they're generally in the same spot. So if you find a really potent one, you can go back there. Okay. But you'll also generally, you'll find that within like this area that I used to go to on the headland. So from once from the area of the rocks was quite large. It was probably say half a kilometer um, across and 20 meters long. So within that area, there was, there was particular spots I'd go that, I knew had particular energy lines that were very potent. But then if I wanted to find a particular one that was um, a different kind, I just have to walk, you know, 30, 30 metres away to find that. So what are, what, what are the different kinds for or what are the purposes or the definitions um, of the different ones? Yeah, sure. <laughs> there's, there's, to be honest, there's, there's quite a lot of them and I don't, I don't know all of them and um but i do know like the core ones and the core ones are there's there's pretty much eight different kinds i'll say this because this will this will have something to connect to so within the within the the old old chinese classical text called the Yi Ching, um Mm -hmm. which people use for divination do you know what i'm talking about I, i do yes yeah, yeah, great. Yep. So there is, there's eight different hexagrams in there. Sorry, trigrams. The, so the ones, oh no, there's the rain. Can you still hear me okay on that end? Uh, yes. Great, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's raining, is it? Yeah, it's raining really heavily on the roof. <laughs> oh, well, it's good um, for the garden. Yeah, so there's, yeah totally. <laughs> um, so there's, there's eight trigrams. And then the eight trigrams by the eight trigrams make up the 64 hexagrams, which is the, the I Ching. So just at the absolute core of that, the basics, there's, there's eight different things. And those eight different things correspond to what you could call seven elements. And then an eighth one, 
which is the combination, the co like the culmination and the combination of all of them at once. Okay. So, so what are the seven elements? So a good, um, so there's, goes source, um, water, earth, wood, metal, uh, fire, uh -huh. um, void, and then all of them at once, which mm -hmm. is the, the trigram that the Chinese call heaven in that old system. And so that actually goes through the chakras too, like the source is the root and then waters the, the sacral and that's the solar plexus, woods the heart, metal the throat, fire the third eye, void the crown. And then the eights being the culmination of all of them is um, like heaven, which is all of them at once. This is so, so interesting. Yeah. So that's the, at, at the basic level, you can find energy lines which correspond to each of those. Yeah. And just so, so, so um, say I was working on my throat, I'd find a metal one or one that potentially has uh, more of a metal energy to heal yeah, that particular definitely. part of my body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd want to find one of the ones that... So this was, this was all things that no, nobody else talks about this stuff or knows this, or, or sorry, I should say they do, but they don't contextualise it in this particular way. My close friend and I, like, um, I don't know how long ago it was now, a long time ago, we, we discovered or decided or conceptualised that there was... Um, the Chinese system only has five elements and we mm -hmm. conceptualized and discovered that there was actually a sixth one, which was the void and a seventh one, which was the source. And, and then over time discovered that they would correspond to the chakra system. So it's, it's our own way of considering it, but it's, um, it's good because you can find all those fine those energy lines on the earth. This is amazing that you've created yeah. this whole sort of system. Well, it's more that <laughs> it's more that it was discovered and, and it wasn't me too. It was somebody else, but I'm, I'm just in a fortunate position that this somebody else needs someone to talk to about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I get well, to reap all the benefits. <laughs> well, you're the spokesperson. Yeah. You're the I, PR team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I can't remember what I put in in, in the article I, um, about the different kinds, but I can, I will do something on on this again this year at some point. I'll make another video about it. But I'm still, I still have to say that I don't have a lot of faith in a video like. A written thing or even a video in being able to make people contact them directly like it is something I got shown by someone in person and it made it a lot easier oh okay so if you did an explanatory video it might not necessarily well 
I have to tell you, with you even talking about it to me, I'm feeling a lot more confident to be able to do it. Yeah, I'm going to try well, it. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. And and I encourage people to do that. Like they're they're amazing things, and they can. Yeah, they. Oh, one of the things that that we used to use them for is um, uh, jet lag, in an extreme case, and <clears throat> to a lesser degree when you have to drive from say one state to another in a day and you drive for like 12 hours you um, because not only are you dealing with having to move through so much space so fast and your body not being adapted to it properly but also you're going from one earth energy to another so we used to find that once you get out of the car in a new place you go and um, meditate on energy lines for 30 minutes 40 minutes and it makes you feel a lot more grounded again. How interesting. So just a a, a final question. Can you explain, if I think I'm sitting on one, can you explain, well, everyone's different, but for what it feels like for you, if you're sitting on one, what are the sensations in your body? It's kind of like, it's kind of like a, like a deep feeling, you know, they're, they're, they're really old um, and they're, <clears throat> they don't belong to anyone and they are everywhere, but the various Indigenous people are the people that have had the um, most direct connection to them because they were just living such an earth-centric life. So they have a sense of ancientness to them and like a deep old feeling and they they kind of want to take you in they want to take you within because they're taking you into something that exists deep within your your dna and your your body's memory of how it it contains itself in this reality so there's a depth to them and a kind of um an inward pull of of awareness and gravity into your center. Wow. And I, I guess you're, you're utterly confident knowing you can find one as well. That's another thing for someone who's looking for them, you know, trust your intuition and, and co- be confident. Yeah. Because if you're yeah, constantly yeah. doubting yourself, you're never going to find it, right? Yeah, you have to use, in, you've got to use intuition to find these things. Yeah. And even if you're sitting on one and you don't know, then to become aware that you're sitting on one and know and feel it and experience it in the way that you're going to know you've done that, you need to be intuitive. Yeah. So you've stopped sitting on energy lines. Yeah. <laughs> Not always. Um, okay. Like for example, last year I went to visit my family in Victoria and as soon as I got there, I was sitting on them for an hour because I wanted to um, not be jet lagged and not be ungrounded and then sink straight into the earth there. And it definitely made a difference. Huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Plug kind of plugged me straight in. But you've stopped doing it on, as you said, you, I think you said you got addicted to them at one stage. You've stopped doing it. Yeah. And and there's a reason for that. And it's, you know, it, Can you talk bit, about that or not? Yeah, for, oh, for sure. It's a little bit disappointing on the su- on the subject of them in general, and that's because uh, you know the whole uh, 2012 December 21st that end date thing. Yes. Um, well, 
by the time that came around, like I just didn't think it was going to do anything or have any relationship to me or or anything um, at the time. And what actually happened was that the energy lines used to have a completeness to them. And that's why that was so amazing to me because being being sick and stuff, I didn't have much strength in my body system. So when mm-hmm. I sat on an energy line, I was getting a complete spectrum of all the the energies that were available to my body in that time and space. See what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that was all going in and that felt amazing. But then what happened at that uh, December 21st, 2012 date is they started breaking down. Um, and since that time have been continuing to break down and getting reformed into a new version of themselves. So does that mean they're not as strong as they once were? Totally. That's the implication. Yeah. Is that, I mean, it might be obvious, obvious, but is that a bad thing? It's not a bad thing. It's the, it's the new age that people talk about how humanity's entering into a new age and things like that. I also wasn't sure at the back then um, if if that was actually true myself because when I was younger, you know, like when I was 25 and stuff, I fully believed we were going to change and there's going to be a new spiritual age and it's going to be a golden age and, you know, and I ended up getting older and more cynical and let all that go. But, yeah, a new age is getting grounded into the earth on a DNA level and it's my observation of it has occurred through these the energy lines because it went from we would like i was experiencing this completeness in them that i just spoke about a minute ago Mm -hmm. to suddenly you're going one day to to do them and it's like what is this and it didn't actually my first experience of them wasn't the the lack of energy and it was the alienness of the energy Because I was like, whoa, this energy is so different. I've just finally spent my whole life trying to have some energy in my body and now I've got this access to it and this is so different. And even I was finding that I'd sit on one, say, that used to be uh, a line that goes out to to the island, so mm-hmm. a wood line, and it would actually be something different and be like a fire line. So the new age shifting changed them all around and um yeah so still to this day that's um eight years ago and i think there's about four or five years to go um still to this day they're shifting and changing but that they are substantial enough now to get benefit from them like i do i do experience that it's just not the same as getting a complete um a really something really complete because that that'll be available a few years down the track does that make sense it it does you know and i also or from what i've done a little bit of research i'm certainly no expert but even the ley lines themselves are moving yeah yeah so yeah and this is all related for sure yeah 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 see i don't i haven't followed uh stuff with the ley lines so i don't know much about that but this has been my observation is through this excuse me through this process 
That's really interesting. And when you say, so obviously it's a completely different feeling, but when you say you use the terminology a more alien line, are you talking about as in extraterrestrials or f- uh, foreign? No, not at all. Okay, foreign. Got to be yeah, okay. yeah. I meant, I meant when at that first, back when it first started, I was just sure. like, whoa, this energy line feels so expansive and different and so much less density in it and it's so much more complex. I was like, oh, wow. And that was my first contact with the energy of the, the new age um, on a DNA level f- through the energy lines. You know? I just want to clar- wanted to clarify that term. Yeah, I'm not speaking about extraterrestrials. Yeah. I mean, could it also be that you, you and your body had changed as well quite dramatically over that time period? Um. Well, it did, but but for me, like my experience of it was, I was finally I was finally starting to land something. Like um, one thing I didn't say before about chronic illness is mm-hmm. it it takes away your your connection to the earth. That's where it gets in. It gets in between you and your connectivity to the earth and stops you getting your energy and and uses it itself, kind of like as a as a kind of pathogenic intelligence. So that's really interesting. I was getting beyond that for the first time in my life and getting to really um, fatten up as it were on the earth's energy and feel really good and physical. And yeah. And that's why it was, it was such a shock and so clear to me that I was like, I had this sinking feeling of like, Oh no, here we go again (laughs) in a way because I'd finally started to get grounded and then the earth was going into a huge change phase where everything was going to be in flux again. Mm. Um, And have you tried traveling to other parts of Australia to see, to intuitively find more energy lines? I've found them um, everywhere I go overseas and everything. And I have no doubt that they are everywhere. They're an inherent thing to, to the earth itself. They're everywhere. I was, that was my other question I was about to say. It, obviously, they're not only found in Australia. No. Yeah, they're everywhere, yeah. And, um, again, you, use, you're, you wherever you're travelling, and I don't know where you're travelling, but you intuitively are guided to the place when you're in searching for the energy line. Um, well, it's more like with me, it's like I, I can find one. I can find one whenever I want so if I'm feeling like I need it and and I'm feeling lazy or whatever I can just walk outside and find the closest one and then then go meditate there and and get the benefits from it and I've I've done that <clears throat> I did that in in India and um, in Thailand and Malaysia when I was there like seven eight years ago particularly in uh, Thailand and Malaysia because I was in quick transit. So I wanted to avoid the kind of jet lag and stuff. So you just said, excuse me, I'm just going to go and sit on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Go I love that. Well. <laughs> and for someone who, you know, is living in a high rise apartment, can you still connect? I know you mentioned before it was easier if you're actually on the ground, but can you connect in a high rise or in an apartment or if you're in a big city and you don't have that opportunity all the time to um, um, sit on the ground? Yeah. Yeah. You can. It's just harder. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely possible, but it's more difficult. What I found uh, 
being in those kind of contexts, the city <clears throat> thing is that it's better to try and get whatever dose you can and then take it with you rather yeah. than um, overly use your, your mind or your intelligence to try and grasp it from, say, um, the, the story 30 in, a, in an apartment building. Yeah, I've, I've found that as well. My mind often gets in the way. I've, the other question is, can ley lines or energy lines, can they be damaged? Um, about ley lines, I don't know. Okay. Um, in my experience, I think, yeah, because I don't know enough about them, I can't speak. But sure. I do know that where I grew up was um, in a gold mining town ex-gold mining town mm -hmm. was very disturbed because of the gold mining that was going on. Interesting. But all of the energy lines remained intact in there. I never saw it before it got mined, but, yeah, it, it didn't seem to, to change those. And I've definitely, I've gone to um, various places and there's always energy lines. Um, some places, you know, the, the energy of the place itself is, is disturbing. Um, and, yeah, and that's just the way the place is. But there'll still be energy lines there <clears throat> that, that, that will conduct that to you if you want to, <laughs> if you want to. Yeah, that's really interesting. And, I, I, you know, I guess, you know, we, we're all made up of energy and potentially if or i should say when i go up, when i sit on an energy line certain lines might resonate with you more and me other lines depending on our frequency or yeah, resonance yeah have you found yeah. that with people that you've been doing it with or the, sorry the person that instructed you that doesn't want to talk about it <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um when we were when we first discovered it um yeah it was conceptualized that different people had their own core one for them you know mm -hmm. and <clears throat> over the years i've found that certain people like particular ones more than others because it's what they need this is so interesting i'm going to go out and it's actually <laughs> raining here as well <laughs> mm -hmm. but in the next few days i can't wait to try this yeah cool so CJ, in the essence of time, is there something else you'd like to talk to the Passion Harvest audience about? Um, no, I, I don't believe so. Covered everything. Well, yeah. I do always like to ask our guests, and since you know, you, you've gone through certainly a lot of suffering and incredible differences in your life, if someone's looking to live a passionate life or looking to find freedom in some capacity, what is your advice? Um, my advice is that it's a, it's a remarkably challenging path to walk, but it's a hundred percent worth it to follow whatever is true within yourself because we only get one life. Um, uh, you know, past life conceptualization, conceptualizations, notwithstanding like a, that, that's a peripheral um, concept that may or may not relate to you. But in essence, we only walk this particular path once and we've got to make the most of it. So being courageous, coming from your truth and your heart and living a passionate life is the only thing worth doing. 
That was beautiful, CJ. Thank you so much for being on Passion Harvest. No problem, Louisa. Thanks for having me. It's been such an insight and I can't wait to connect with the energy lines. Thank you so much. No problem. Okay, bye. Bye. That is the end of our passionate episode. Thank you so much for listening and please subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends and spread the passion. As always, every day, may you be more and more passionate.